Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. Well, at least one West Michigan couple is perhaps going to be home for the holidays, but that's not the plan for much of the year. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with Scott Vander Stoop. It's called the Stoop Loop. Tell us about it. Good morning, Scott. Uh, We are, along with uh, several hundred other boaters from around the country, uh, in the middle of a 6,500-mile voyage around uh, the eastern half of the United States. We are just under 1,000 miles in. We started at our cottage in Port Sheldon, Michigan, and we are currently on the western rivers having a wonderful time. One has to have a pretty good understanding of geography, and we don't want the entire route, but give us the short version. You start in Port Shelton, and uh, what's the expected course? You um, loopers uh, are what they call crazy folks like us. Loopers start uh, really where the, uh, uh, where the season fits best. And so if you start in the Great Lakes in West Michigan, you would start in late summer, early fall. Uh, we left on September 16th, headed to Chicago, stopped at a few of the spots that many of the folks in West Michigan know well, South Haven, Saugatuck, uh, St. Joe. Then you take the uh, Western Rivers or the Inland Rivers, uh, a good part of it at the Mississippi, and then you take a left at the Ohio River because the long arm of the Mississippi really isn't all that pleasure craft friendly. And then you wind your way through uh, the Tennessee River, uh, the Cumberland River, Tennessee Tom Bigby Waterway, uh, out to Mobile, and then to the Florida Gulf, spend the winter in Florida, and in the spring start up the Atlantic coast, all the way to Liberty Island, get your iconic picture at the Statue of Liberty, Hudson River, Erie Canal, then you can either do uh, Lake Erie or you can go up into Canada, and then you're back in the Great Lakes and ready to wrap around the foam again. His is the voice of Scott Vanderstoop. We're talking about the Stoop Loop this morning on Hearing Voices. So, Scott, I boat a lot, three to four times a week down here in Florida, but you're navigating different types of waterways. What did you have to learn, or what are you learning as you do that? Uh, we did a lot of preparation. We did a lot of reading, a lot of listening to podcasts, uh, a boater safety course that was a little more expansive than maybe what you might get in Lake Michigan. Uh, but as one looper said to me the other night, you know, you could loop, you could boat for 20 years. You know, you could boat in Florida's Gulf. You could boat on the Great Lakes. And in many ways, it really doesn't prepare you until you've been there. But it does help to read and to know what you're expecting. So each segment, I think, creates different challenges. It's funny that uh, those who aren't on the Great Lakes complain so mightily about how hard it is to navigate the Great Lakes. And we're, of course, worried about the Gulf and waves and wind and current, something I suspect you don't worry too much about because you've had a lot of experience with that. So... Um, each segment has its different challenges. Uh, right now, the challenge is uh, navigating barge traffic, avoiding shoaling, um, keeping an eye out for deadheads because there's a lot of river debris, particularly after hard rains. So each segment does create different challenges. And um, it's good that we have other loopers in, uh, along because some of them have already done parts of this or they're from here. And so we use a lot of local knowledge as well. His is the voice of Scott Vanderstoop. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're available at whtc.com, also Apple, Google, and Spotify. He and Jill are doing the Stoop Loop, and we're talking about that this morning. 
Is this something you've always wanted to do? What brought this about? Uh, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. I think that the uh, American Great Loops Cruisers Association has, a di- has done a good job marketing um, this. I think there are more loopers who do it now. Part of it is just kind of a COVID flush of people who got canceled a few summers ago. Um, but yeah, it certainly has been a, a bucket list item of mine. Jill was a uh, I, she was not in any way a reluctant spouse. She's been very supportive, um, but it has certainly been uh, my dream. She likes boating, but she also, you know, when you do this, and maybe we can talk about this later, you do give up a few things uh, along the way, but you certainly do gain lots of experiences and you get to mount many challenges. So it's it's uh, certainly a dream of mine. I probably started thinking about it about three years ago. The college uh, was going to be unwinding me from my uh, administrative duties as my tenure uh, limit on my academic dean role rolled, uh, came up. I stayed for an 11th year because they uh, were unable to fill the position. And so uh, we were preparing for it the last few years. And uh, the math department at Hope College was kind enough to find a substitute for Jill. And uh, we are just uh, having uh, an experience of a lifetime. We wind up this visit with Scott Vanderstoop. Tell us a little bit about the boat. It is a 2011 27-foot Ranger tug. It measures 30 feet length overall. In terms of looper boats, uh, what, what is the uh, what is the Edmund Fitzgerald line as, as freighters go? It was bigger than most. Well, as looper boats go, ours is smaller than most. We've only met of the hundreds of looper, a couple hundred loopers we've met so far. We've only seen uh, two that were smaller. We saw a 25 Ranger tug and we saw a 24 uh, Dory outboard, uh, which was being solo looped by a gentleman from Cincinnati. It uh, doesn't have a lot of creature comforts, but the engine is a four cylinder diesel Yanmar, very reliable. Haven't had any issues with that. Um, it's small, and uh, but we are able, if we're anchoring or if we're not near power, we are able to fire up a generator and uh, we have a little ninja foodie on board and we can. Uh, cook meals if we have to. We do prefer marinas over anchorages so far simply because we would like to get off the smaller boats. Some of these larger boats, these boats you would be familiar with, Scott, you know, a, a 54 Belize or a 57 Katie Krogan, they're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, bought brand new at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show or something like that. And um, it's just a different experience, but it's an experience that fits us. We're, we're not big boat people. And, uh, and so we very much enjoy it. And it's been super reliable. And uh, we uh, we couldn't be happier with it. We bought it at Reed Yacht Sales up in Grand Haven. It's called the Stoop Loop, and he is Scott Vanderstoop. We'll talk more with him tomorrow morning on Hearing Voices. Hearing Voices? I'm Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we continue our visit with Scott Vanderstoop. The Stoop Loop is what we're talking about. We talked a little bit yesterday about the boat. I want to talk about the preparations. You mentioned YouTube videos and things like that. But as far as getting the boat ready, getting creature comforts ready, packing, what did that look like? Um, We probably, you know, we thought about it a lot. But I would say it probably started in earnest uh, after my leave from the college, uh, after my deanship was done on June 30th. We started thinking a little more about it. I'm not a particularly mechanical guy, and given that that's a pretty delicate and sophisticated engine, I've employed uh, specialists from Holland uh, at different 
uh, marinas to help me with you know preparing to make sure that the uh, the engine was all ready to go on the inside you know we just kind of took a look take we took a look at what we thought we might need in order to you know be able to eat and be able to uh, you know just kind of provision ourselves and so we moderate our food we try to go to a grocery store and buy modest amounts uh, we, we we're not Sam club shoppers on this as you said, uh, as I said uh, yesterday, we do have a ninja foodie on board that allows us to cook lots of different hot meals. Um, we do a lot of sheet pan meals and things like that. Um, the other thing we did do to prepare is last summer we did spend a month on the boat, two weeks in Holland and two weeks cruising. And somebody from Grand Haven who completed it a couple of years ago gave me some really good advice. He said, I would live on your boat. He said, you could pay someone to fix it. You can pay someone to teach you to drive it. You can even pay someone to haul you in if you get stuck. He said, but you can't pay someone to live on it. You have to live on it and you have to be comfortable with it. And so Jill and I spent a month on the boat last year and we learned a lot about what we needed and what we needed to discard. And uh, we're still kind of modifying that around the edges, but for the most part, I think we found a good spot of what we've taken and what we've left behind. We, you know, we don't dress up and so we have very minimal clothing and uh, we use marina laundry and things like that. So. I would say the preparation began in earnest in summer of 2023. And after a month together, you were still speaking, and so that would green-lighted the entire trip. We visit with Scott Vanderstoop this morning. What's the coolest thing you've seen so far? Oh, you know, it's, um, I would say probably um, there are novel things that I, I think are cool, but they're sort of hard to categorize. I would say the thing based on kind of my experiences, the most iconic thing so far was we got our picture taken in front of the St. Louis Arch. Uh, St. Louis is an unbelievable shipping town, but interestingly enough, nobody knows this till they get there, but they don't have any marinas. So you have to kind of blast through. So you take turns in front of the arch. Um, but I would say a second thing, Scott, is just a collection of stories and events. Um, you know, it was never my boyhood dream to spend a night in Alton, Illinois, or Counts, Tennessee, or New Site, Mississippi, but these are all just small little river towns um, with their own little version of a marina that look a lot different than South Florida or West Michigan. But they're all, you know, they all are boaters and they're all Americans and they all have their own stories. And so I've really appreciated getting to know some of the local folks when we've had a chance to stay a night or two. You mentioned the fact that there are some vocational changes afoot for you. When one goes through a transition period like that and they're allowed a trip like this, what are some of the lessons that you learn that are big picture about the world we live in, perhaps about you? Uh, any existential thoughts that have wandered your way? <laughs> um, well, uh, indeed, and a couple of them I've actually uh, been able to uh, write essays on and get published uh, for that very small academic slice of my community. But, you know, I guess a couple things. Uh, number one, um, it is uh, it is really interesting, uh, as I mentioned in the previous question, to sort of meet these other folks. And, you know, you and I have had talks about politics and theology, and we've known each other for decades. Um, but, you know, the, the folks that I meet along the way here uh, are you know, they, they probably don't vote like I do. They probably don't think like I do. They probably don't have the educational experience. And, you know, for that moment uh, when 
they're pulling in, when I'm pulling into a fuel dock or when I'm pulling into my slip or when I'm in the marina store, the, the kindness and the hospitality, um, all of that goes away. And I'm not naive enough to think that that's enough of a barrier breaker to break down some of the divisions that have uh, occurred in our country over the last however many years. But, you know, for that moment, Scott, when it doesn't really matter, it's a pretty good feeling to uh, just just be friends with somebody. So that's one part I've enjoyed very much. He is Scott Vander Stoop. He and his wife, Jill, are doing what we're calling the Stoop Loop. We hope to have him on in about another month. We'll get an update, and I hope as you traverse the west coast of Florida, you'll stop for a visit. Scott, thanks for the time today on Hearing Voices. Always good to be with you, Scott. Thank you.